Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show, freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, we've got a real issue here in America The other side, they have captured all the centers of power. Is there anything left for us to do other than a violent revolution which would fail? And so I recommend against it. And that's not the only reason I recommend against it. I wonder if there's other things we can do. And I'm going to explore this with you. And uh, some of you will not identify with this at all, and that's fine. Some of you just want to have linear, what you can see, touch, and smell. And then some of you will have expanded consciousness, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I'm going to walk you through a lesson in physics and where it meets psychology and spirituality. And this will probably be the most unusual presentation I've ever made. But I am really serious that it may be the only thing that we have left at the end of the day. We're brought to you by Nightwatch Pro. I love this. These are binoculars. I used to love to take binoculars to football games when I was a kid. Could see the football players up really close. My dad would point things. Oh, so such good memories. But this set of binoculars is a little different than the one I would take to football games when I was seven, eight, ten years old. This is night vision. This contains 4K recording capability. This still photos it's incredible this thing is wonderful now let me just obviously this is great to have powers out grid down safety security hunting camping but i really like it for the security aspect of it people because if you've got bad guys lurking and it's nighttime this is an equalizer right here when you can see what they're doing before they know what you're doing you're going to win and this is why i like this and by the way great discount they guarantee the product for life. Great discount. You want to check it out. Nightwatchpro.com. That's nightwatchpro.com. Let me um, enable the screen because I'm going to teach this like it's a class, kind of. Not with quite all the bells and whistles that I would do, but uh, we will show this here. Um Okay, so let me bring this into full focus here. Okay, I've entitled this Your Hidden Powers. Or the alternative title could be, What Do You Do When the Other Side Has All the Power? 
and they're as evil as the devil. That's who they work for, let's be honest. So you do have hidden powers. Now, let me just explain a couple things to you. When I got involved in the field of psychology, my undergrad was sociology and history. Um, That really helps me in this job. But um, I really developed a keen interest in psychology, and I minored it in college and then went on and got uh, advanced degrees in it. I taught it from the high school level all the way to the postgraduate level. And I also kind of added on research and stat as a matter of the work I did academically. I just kind of evolved into it. So I'm lucky. I got to touch a lot of things that I think have helped me do this job better. Um, But I started off being a high school um, teacher and coach at community college, then university and then post-grad. I started to do work with athletes and guided imagery. Uh, Some people call it hypnosis, but it's not like what you see on TV. Watch the watch. You're getting sleep. It's none of that crap. It was about uh, relaxed state, visualization, seeing yourself be successful. And they've done all kinds of research on this. If you take someone and have them go through mental rehearsal in a relaxed state and have them practice a skill, that's one group. And then you do it versus people who were randomly selected and they have the same basic baseline and they don't do anything. They don't practice. They don't mentally rehearse. This group showed significant improvement after 30 days. This group stayed the same. Then they added in the practice group. So they had the practice group and then they had the group where they just did the visualization. Well, the practice group did a little bit better, but not by a lot. But then they came back and they added a third group, the practice group plus visualization, and it was off the charts improvement. And I go, whoa, there's something here, mind over matter. Your body does what your mind tells it. And I was really, really fascinated by this, ladies and gentlemen. It was absolutely amazing when we looked at, um, oh, we're getting emergency weather notification. That's why I had to take a look there. It's okay. We'll complete this. So anyway, I got interested in this. And then, you know, I never in my psychology classes ever allowed discussions of ESP, psychokinesis. I thought that was all Hollywood nonsense. You know, you may as well get an astrology book. And I just thought, that's that's crap. But over the years, and because of my experience with mind over matter and pretty remarkable things, and in martial arts, too, I mean, we could put our minds in a different state, and you walk on hot coals, you can break bricks and boards and stuff, and I just went, okay. So I kind of understood that part of it, but as far as getting into other areas, no, no, I didn't. But over time, I got exposed enough that I had to step back and take a look. I learned pretty quickly into my psychology teaching career, that physics had a relationship with psychology and human consciousness. And it became one of my main hobbies. Actually, it was main hobby, too, of uh, Edgar Mitchell, who I had the pleasure to talk to and meet a couple times. And we shared conferences together, uh, covert conferences, by the way. Uh, and we had very similar interests. And and he, he thought that the mind could do things that were outside the three dimensions. And the thinking is, that you um, project. And let me come back to that here in a minute. Let me go down to here too. Okay, so I stayed very traditional here. I provided mental health services, but I learned very quickly that the therapeutic successes were best correlated with success when spirituality was included. And I go, whoa. And I couldn't argue with the data. 
the data was showing in research, the data was showing in my own practices. And I thought, this is pretty amazing because spirituality is esoteric. It's hard to measure. So. Concepts related to quantum physics and human consciousness. Um, when you look at the fact, can we do things and can we project things and can we know things before it's time for us to know it? Can we sense what's coming? Can our mind do special things? Can it alter the environment? Well, the answer is, it seems like that's true. And so I looked at it theoretically and, and I looked at it through the eyes of physics, which became one of my passions as a hobby. And I looked at the Big Bang. One quantum second before the Big Bang, we were all joined as one. Everything that will go into what made us us, you know, in God's creation, boom, there it goes. And now we started to separate. But separation is the great illusion. We still remain connected. And physics really shows that, and I'll walk you through that. And I think this is sometimes how we know when someone's in danger that we care about. Okay, or you haven't thought of someone you used to be really close to it, all of a sudden, boom, there's the thought. Pretty interesting. So the Big Bang Theory of Creation made an impression on me when I talked to physicists about it. And then we get into the idea of quantum model for entanglement. Now, hear me. This is really where things began to turn. I started to look at experiments, and I was probably about 10 years into teaching at that time. And you would take cells in a Petri dish and separate them, and you'd put them 100 yards away. You'd put them 100 miles away, other side of the planet, take them up in space. And what they found is when you electrically excited the remaining cells in the original Petri dish, the other cells responded as if they were being excited as well, too, by some artificial stimulation. And I thought, well, how does that happen? It's quantum entanglement. Remember what I said? We were all together one quantum second before the Big Bang. And as we separated, we never really separated. At least parts of us didn't. And now you start getting into connections to the Lord. Does prayer work? All these things start entering into your mind. Okay, but before I went there, I looked at intuition and psychokinetic experiments. So let me tell you very quickly here. There was a, a um, the Princeton Engineering an anomalies research pair for short 30 year study and it's really interesting how it started there was a lady named joanne burkholder she was a marine biologist at north carolina state university and she was doing some experiments that they were being paid a grant to do and then she discovered that when she left the door open and the light would shine in and this what they called a killfish could see its reflection in the in the aquarium it would smash its face against the aquarium and almost knock itself out thinking it was attacking a predator. And it did it often enough that Burkholder thought, well, gee, I wonder if self-preservation gets um, overruled by the desire to be aggressive because this is such an aggressive fish. So she tried to devise an experiment, and then she would devise a light to go on and off where the fish could see its reflection, and it was done on an interval time ratio, okay? So... Let's say it came on at 30 seconds and then 47 seconds and then a minute 53. And so the fish could never become conditioned to when the light was going to come on. But they found that the programming sped up. The incidence of the light turning on increased. They changed the program. 
Same thing. They changed it again. They changed computers. And it still did the same thing. They finally go, okay, we're not going to do this. It's kind of distracting us from what our main mission is. Well, she's talking to an engineer who's a friend of hers at Princeton. And she said, yeah, I wonder if the fishes took control of the computer. She was kidding. The engineer didn't take it as a joke. It started a 30-year-plus research study on can the mind control the physical environment or can it have an impact. And so they studied this on and on and on and on, and they found out, yeah, we seem to have the ability to sense danger four hours before it happens. I got a feeling in the pit of my stomach there's some truth in this. They monitored the autonomic nervous system of people around the world who were volunteers. And they'd come in every so often to get checked and registered. And then a lot of times they would know worldwide the autonomic nervous system response maybe was up 20%. They go, whoa, this shouldn't be. Not everyone's going to have the same experience. It's going to cause that rise like there's anxiety. And the two biggest events they ever recorded like this was um, before the uh, number two was the uh, uh, Malaysia tsunami, and uh, which thousands of people were killed, and then, of course, 9-11. We're saying, whoa, that's pretty amazing. And so they did this experiment, and they also did mind experiments. They play a computer game with you where they'd have two images. They would instruct you to try to superimpose the one image over the other. And this is part of the experiment. And they found about 2% of the population could do this on a regular basis. That also matches the card testing that you can do. If you pull out a card, okay, and you say, okay, guess the card before I pull it out, you've got a 1 in 52 chance of being right. So less, less than 2%. And then you reshuffle the deck, you have another 1 in 52 chance. There are people that can guess 10, 12, 15 cards regularly. The same with slot machines. They program slot machines to, to pay out on a variable interval ratio, and it didn't. It paid out higher to 1.8% of the population. And they're saying there's something there that these people could somehow project control over this device that should not be controlled. And so this is all part of the pin. That was called the random generator experiment, by the way. But uh, they, they, they did this work for 30 years, and, and I started to delve into it, and I go, okay, we live in a three-dimensional universe. These are fifth-dimensional powers in all likelihood, and I'll explain that in a second. And so what they found was that we don't have the ability to really measure it. We can only measure the outcome, which is outside the laws of probability. So all we can say is this, is that beyond the laws of chance, human beings seemingly be able to affect a change in the environment or know things that their senses in the three-dimensional universe that they shouldn't be able to know, but they do it at a rate that violates the laws of chance and sometimes very significantly violates the laws of chance. They did the same experiments on remote viewers, and they found, too, that they were thousands of times over the laws of chance when they used the program with the CIA and Army Intel they uh, could find Soviet nuclear bunker facilities with much greater regularity than would be expected by random chance, which is about one in a billion. And I remember Joe McGonigal went on a Nightline show, and they said, we want you to find this location and this person. And so he began to go through the remote viewing protocols and was able to do it. So pretty amazing. I trained with Ed Dames in remote viewing, too. Um it is an amazing experience, and it's 
how the universe is ordered. Now, if you were in the fifth dimension, physicists tell us that all events happen in the same time, backwards, frontwards. There's unilocation. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and unified time so people say that when you know the future and you can predict it you're probably in the fifth dimension and you're able to view the events in time and you can hone in where your mind focuses that's a whole different story about how it focuses i'm not going to go into that here because it's complicated but that's fifth dimensional reality versus three dimensional universe that we live in. Okay, so let me continue. Eventually, prayer has to get studied, doesn't it? Okay, and they did it. There have been 17 studies on prayer that I could find where the protocols of research are observed randomization, double blind, okay, that kind of thing. And, and so, pretty good research. And can prayer heal? And can it heal at a distance? The most notable experiment in all this was this. They would choose two different hospitals. One, they did cancer. Another, they did cardiac. So they all had projected prognosis. 
six months left to live, for example, let's say with the heart attack patients, they maybe are on their third, fourth heart attack, and the aggregate average would be, we expect this group to survive an average of six months. So what they did is they brought in people, didn't tell them where the people were they were praying for, and they prayed for their health condition, and all they had was their first name and last initial and the condition. So they would pray in for city number one in this particular hospital, but the control group, that was the experimental group, the control group, they would pr- not pray for the people in that hospital. They didn't even know they existed. So they wanted to exchange equal prognosis, and does prayer seemingly make a difference? So first they did heart disease, and they found that the group that was prayed for had a 200% higher survival ratio than did the group that was not prayed for. Then they did the same thing with cancer, and they found the same thing. That was pretty amazing. There was also a similar experiment done to where kids who were terminal, and the numbers were really small. But there were kids that were terminal, and they had them do mental imaging where they would see their cancer cells being flushed out, and they were in a state of deep relaxation. Some people might call it hypnosis, guided imagery, whatever your term is. And they found that these kids survived about 400% beyond what their prognosis was. So the powers of the mind came into play. Some of it appears to be extra-dimensional. Some of it we're not really sure. But nonetheless... The power of prayer has been demonstrated to show promise. Now, I chose my words carefully because when you do research, you have to do the research again and again and again the same way, and you're getting fairly close to the same results, and then you get what's called a level of significance. And the the total accumulation of your studies should be less than 0.05 due to probability chance. Okay, so that's what you look for. The prayer studies don't meet that criteria, and it's not because there's not the power sufficient to make the measure. There hasn't been enough studies done to establish a level of significance. It's more a problem of lack of studies than it is a lack of efficacy in the research results. Here's what I could scientifically conclude. There needs to be more research done. But it clearly appears the trend is the power of prayer does work. Now, for some of you Christians out there and you grew up this way, praying and you've seen differences in your life and the life of others and collective prayer and things like that, you're saying, Dave, I've seen this. This is nothing new. No, in your paradigm, it's not. But to put it in a laboratory type setting where you have double blind, you have control group, experimental group, randomization, selection of subjects, so you couldn't stack one group versus the other. By the way, the pharmaceuticals like to put all the high placebo people who imagination changes their mental outlook. They like to put them in the experimental group because it shows a boost in the research results. There's always a con artist somewhere. But what we can say is prayer definitely shows promise. And to prove it scientifically, I have to say this, you can't prove anything scientifically. You can only show the probabilities. And there's a clear trend curve that shows that prayer does make a difference. How much? We're not sure. Does it really matter about the religion? Well, some researchers said it doesn't, but those studies are even weaker in terms of level of significance. I want to come back and just say this, okay? There's the quantum entanglement. There's quantum entanglement. 
I believe prayer is a reflection of the quantum entanglement. We're all connected. And sometimes we choose to turn off that connection. Sometimes we embrace it. And sometimes, like I believe, by the way, there is research that shows that mass prayer is more effective than individual prayer. And when you pray open-endedly for the best outcome, that's the most successful prayer in terms of prayer research uh, showing prayers are granted, as opposed to a specific prayer about a specific thing. The difference isn't great, but there is a difference. So what kind of prayer works best? Well, the prayer that, like I said, says for the best, Lord, I'm praying for this and this, okay, and I want you to use this for the best outcome. That tends to be the more effective kind of prayer according to the research. Again, we need more research. So here's the obvious question. Dave, why isn't there more research done on this? Really? You have to ask that? With the universities today, they get the research grants? Do you think, that? and by the way, most of it's government funded, do you think this government would ever fund research on prayer? Do they want you to believe in anything but the power of the state? To these people who are communists, religion, prayer, is the opiate of the masses, said by Karl Marx. They don't want anyone thinking there's a superseding power to the power that they hold over us with government. They'll never fund it. Do I think someday we'll be there? I do. But I'm convinced, based on my anecdotal experience in life, my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and what I have seen, And what I know about the research, I already believe it makes a difference. So let me tell you how I look at this. There's an old saying that says that you can't solve a physical problem with a physical solution. You only can get so far. There's also another saying that says you can't solve a spiritual problem with a physical solution. That's really true. But can you solve a problem of evil, which is spiritual, manifesting in the physical, with a spiritual solution? The answer is yes. So some people say, Dave, it's a turnoff when you talk about prayer or God or whatever. Well, I'm sorry, the research is more on my side than it's not. And if there's a physical solution, like if elections made a difference, we'd have already turned this around. This may be the only chance we have. Some people look at it as a Hail Mary. I don't. And remember, I've said this too. Why do we have such evil leaders? Because it's a reflection of the reprobate nature of the nation, the way it's gone. There's still a lot of good people in the world, but you have to admit that our decline has been tremendous. By the way, did you know the first Leave It to Beaver episode was banned in 1957? And do you know why it was banned? Because you could see the toilet when they were in the bathroom brushing their teeth. The first couple, married couple, ever to sleep in the same bed was on the Brady Bunch in 1969. You know, sometimes my wife and I will watch the old TV shows. And um, the Dick Van Dyke show, they they slept in separate beds. You wonder how little Richie ever got born. But We've changed morally. I'm just using the media as an example. 
about you look at today, there's hardly, there's no holes barred. And, and I'm not sitting here as a moral prude. I'm just saying that we really as a society lack integrity. It's every person for themselves. And this is why we have evil leadership. If we weren't evil, it'd make no sense to have the leaders we have. Joe Biden would get anywhere near an elected office, probably be in jail. So the message here I, that I take from this is one, we got to focus on being better people. That means bended knee, repenting, asking for forgiveness, and then staying in prayer. And then agreeing on prayers collectively that can change things. Prayers can strike down armies. The Bible's filled with examples. The underdog can win. David slays Goliath. And we could be like the eagle on lifted wings that transcends all. This is something we need to put into our repertoire. Well, some people say, I already do. And I know some of you write in the comment section this. Dave, you need to pay more attention to this. Dave, you need to pay less attention to this. I'm paying enough attention to this. I can't force people to be good people or spiritual people or invoke the power of prayer. But if we prayed, dear Lord, please, we ask for your justice for this country. And just like you did in Sodom and Gomorrah, in the way that you see fit, strike down evil leaders and replace them with godly men. Food for thought. Maybe I'm way out to lunch. Tomorrow I'll be back to the news. But I wanted to share with you, I think, a weapon that we're leaving on the shelf. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up. Like us. Make sure you join us over at thecommonsenseshow.tv for in-depth documentaries with expert guests helping you navigate these unprecedented times. Thank you for putting up with my hobby. And like I said, tomorrow I'll be back with the news. God bless all of you. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.